special focus on the women's Six Nations after Wales's opening win in Dublin. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear from several of the players some good life stories as well as rugby. Let's start with Captain Sean Lillycrap and how she felt after the comeback victory against Ireland. Also, a remarkable turnaround in fortunes from last season. Yeah, unbelievably proud. You know, I think it was a massive game. Ireland were a tough opposition and, you know, respect to them. They threw everything at us, especially that, that first half when they took their opportunities. But I think the biggest thing I'm proud of is how hard we worked for a full 80 minutes, took our opportunities. And, you know, maybe there was more opportunities out there, really, when we look at possession and territory. But... We stuck with process, stuck with our game plan and and got over the whitewash at the important times. And yeah, and there was no feeling like it. And I think that was probably one of the best victories I've had in, in a Welsh shirt after everything that we've been through and in 12 months, the turnaround. But the commitment, attitude and desire of the girls who can't fault it. But you know, that just shows as well, though, the hard work that's gone on behind the scenes and everything that the coaches have given us as well, the tools to put that type of performance in from set piece to game plan, to be able to execute that and have that turnaround. You know, that's credit to absolutely everyone involved, the girls, the coaches, and everyone who's given us the opportunity to be professional and the kind of positive impact in a short space of time as well that's had. A bonus point win and away from home. Couldn't really have asked for much more. No, couldn't have asked for much more. And I think, you know, looking back, and I said it post-match, the most pleasing thing as well for me was I never felt phased or worried at any time during that game we were going to lose, even though we were behind essentially for 73 minutes. I think we just pressed so much that I knew we'd get over the line at some point and the points were going to come. But that's then credit to how we've trained and how the game plan and the coaches have installed belief in us to execute that, that we were comfortable and we get that from the training ground. You know, that doesn't happen just on game day. We've got that confidence from everything that happens when we practice week in, week out. So I've never really had that feeling before as well. So I literally, I didn't feel in doubt. I think people on the sideline were a lot more nervous than maybe we were as players, but on the field, I think felt comfortable. We, We knew our systems, we knew our structures and, we knew we were going to get over the line and I'm just grateful we did. But yeah, it was probably one of the best victories I've had in a Welsh shirt. But this is just the start. You know, we've got to back it up this weekend and, and keep improving. But professionalism doesn't happen. High performance in professional world doesn't happen overnight. And I think this is just step one, but we've got a long way to go and we've just got to keep working hard and hopefully our performances reflect that. Has anyone been stopping you while you're out and about and saying, oh, I've seen, I saw that at the weekend, you know, this was great, that was great? Yeah, definitely. Do you know what, actually? I, I've had most comments and positive chats than I've ever had before. You know, normally it's like, what happened there? But as soon as I got home, actually, Sunday, I was walking down to little Tesco's to get some milk and stuff, come out my front door and someone was walking on the street. And so that's that moment, Sunday night, it was like, great game yesterday, girls, we loved it. Like, see you next weekend. That was the first comment they had when I got home on, on Sunday and for some pool recovery yesterday. We sat in the coffee shop after just grabbing a quick coffee after being in the pool and people come up to us saying, great game last weekend, really enjoyed it. So the comments, you know, in real life, plus 
all the support on social media has been phenomenal. And we've seen people like Mike Phillips as well tweet positive comments about us. And that really huge for us because we see it as we're an international rugby side. It doesn't matter if you're male or female, but we're representing Wales and we just want to play good quality rugby that people enjoy. And to see the support that's come behind us from a good performance is huge for us. You're another Wales rugby team now, isn't it? That's kind of come to the fore a lot more this year, would you say, than previous years? Yeah, and I just feel like people are supporting us more positively than than ever before. And obviously, a win helps that. But I think they can see how hard we're working and how much it means to us as as players and, you know, the want and desire to keep improving and, and getting better. And, you know, the thing that we want, we're a rugby nation, we're a proud Welsh rugby nation we want to inspire the community through our rugby success and we want to inspire more girls, boys and that to play rugby. And, and we do that as players through our performance on test day, essentially. So when you're not performing well, then you're not going to inspire many people, are you? So, you know, that's, so that's our driving force and we'll keep concentrating on that as well. But yeah, it's been a special week and we're really pleased with the support that we're having. But for us as players... We've got to back that up. You're only as good as your last game. So, you know, we'll be concentrating on putting another performance in. Can I just like, get a word on the shirts? I know they're uh, women-specific fits, but how nice is it to have those and, and what's different about them? Yeah, they're really nice, actually. Yeah, they're just more comfortable, I think, for us as players to wear, um, which is a real, really positive and we're all super pleased with them. Um, and actually, it was a really nice touch. We had the new Six Nations branded on them as well, which which are special. But yeah, we're really pleased to be wearing these shirts this campaign. Obviously hoping for a record standalone crowd for your game on, on Saturday. And I know that's looking good. France, I think, have sold out the England game or very close to it. Even transferring sports, you're looking at 90,000 going to Barcelona, Real Madrid women. There's a bit of a, a wave, not just in rugby, but across the board in terms of women's sport getting the recognition that's been talked about for decades, not just years. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, it's about time. The, the coverage that the media have enabled us to show and demonstrate, you know, whether that's in women's football, women's rugby, the brand of that sport that we want to play and the excitement. Everyone's had an opportunity to have a taste of it. And now we're seeing it in real life fans. And, you know, that's massive. And you know, not only that, I just feel the positivity around social media and people wanting to support it instead of, slaked it before they know what it is about is completely different to what I've experienced before. So, you know, I hope this is just the start, but there's a huge wave change in the people's attitudes towards women's support and the want and desire to, to get behind it and enjoy it. So yeah, it's massive and it will inspire girls and boys to take up this sport, whatever sport it is, because it is a good brand and it's exciting as well. Go back okay. 12 months. The social media reaction was incredibly different and got a lot of very, emotional responses from players and partners it, you mentioned the change but it could hardly be starker yeah to be honest I can't believe it was 12 months ago I, we were sat there after the island game and being truthful getting upset because didn't know the answer didn't know which direction that we were heading as a Wales women's rugby team 12 months later I know exactly where we're going and how much we're enjoying the environment and the, and the confidence in the environment and everything surrounding it is polar opposite. So, yeah, I can't believe, to be honest, how much has changed happened for the better in, in the last 12 months. And that's credit to everyone who's backed us, supported us, listened, implemented stuff in a short space of time. And then coaches putting the belief, putting the game plan in place, making us 
enjoy believing ourselves and the rugby and then the hard work of the full squad you know not just the professional girls the retainer girls the full squad this hard work started pre-autumns essentially to get those two results that was the start of our journey and then the hard work since has been phenomenal and I'm, I'm just super proud of the girls that we stuck with the process we stuck with each other and took huge strides forward and hopefully that we're, we're seeing the benefits of that now but We've got to keep the focus because it's really important that we, we back it up because otherwise that result means nothing in the end if we don't keep backing it up. It is indeed important. And coach Johan Cunningham has given the same 23 players the chance to do just that. Go out at the Arms Park on Saturday and back it up. He explained how much he enjoyed the opening victory. Yeah, still feeling good. Um, great weekend. Girls did excellent, so... Just uh, trying to stay on top of that now, but also make sure we get our detail right for this weekend. What pleased you most about that performance? I think, firstly, the way we, we stayed in the fight, I think that was really important. And also, great was the game went on. Obviously, the impact from, from our replacements was excellent. Also, our discipline was, was excellent. Uh, we've been speaking about our discipline briefly a little bit, but just touching on not allowing sides of our ins into our, our half by giving penalties away. And I thought the girls did extremely well with that against Ireland. And how pleasing was it that uh, Wales both boasted the, uh, the try of the round and the player of the round? Oh, I'm just super chuffed that, you know, our girls are getting recognition and rightly so, you know, super talent in the group. And, you know, I really want them to have play of the rounds and try the rounds, getting that dream team into the Six Nations, you know. That's what I want, uh, one of those girls to put their hands up for those, those things, really. So you've named uh, an unchanged 23 now for Saturday. Was there any ever doubt or are you all about rewarding the, the performance of the weekend? Yeah, most definitely want to reward the performance, but most importantly is allow them to play at home uh, in front of our fans and obviously friends and family. I think that's important. And also give them an opportunity to back up good performance and hopefully we can do it again this weekend. I think that's important as well with uh, regards to selection. You talked about the impact of the bench there on, in Dublin. In the autumn, you guys seem to drop off the last sort of 20 minutes or so in the game. But uh, are you confident now that you've got the bench, you've got the players and the fitness to put in that full 80-minute performance? That was one big, big area we focused on after coming off the autumn was our last quarter. Obviously, we did drop off. And also physically, we've come on a lot um, with our fitness, but also mentally as well. You know, staying in the fight and understanding how to close games off and staying on top of teams. And, you know, we're really pleased as a coaching group that we managed to finish strong against a, a tough Irish team uh, last Saturday. You said that you're not underestimating Scotland. They're, they're going to be coming down to Cardiff after a, a heavy defeat to England, but uh, qualified for the World Cup. And I think uh, it's your first game in the World Cup, so that uh, adds a bit of spice. Yeah, you know, it does, I suppose. Um, but the score doesn't reflect Scotland's performance, in my opinion. I thought Scotland were really good and tested England in certain areas of the game. You know, they're going to come with a different type of threat with high ball in play and, and a lot of fierce attack. And they're a team that's been together as well from playing against Colombia. So they're going to be a tough challenge. So um, but we, we're really looking forward to it, especially at home with, uh, with our support behind us. Donna Rose in particular, I know the, the whole bench was really impactful when they came on, but two tries within the space of, of about 10 minutes. That was a, a brilliant cameo, wasn't it? Yeah, superb, you know, uh, she did exactly what she had to do and, you know, she was excellent on the back of the drive. She finished her off and also she took her opportunity really well on close to the try line and spot an opportunity to dot the ball down between uh, some Irish legs and 
you know, that was excellent. I'm delighted for her that, that she came on and had two tries and a big impact in the game. Hayley Powell, how pleased were you with her at the weekend and what does she bring to the, the starting line Yeah, very pleased. She was excellent. Real balanced footballer, you know, she carries the ball back well, she can kick, she works hard in the backfield, she's a threat with the ball in hand and she brings this great balance in her back three between Jazz and Lisa. So, yeah, she was excellent. I'm just looking forward to seeing her go again this weekend. And speaking of Jazz, are you happy with the amount of touches that she had or do you think Ireland just marked her really well? Oh, she did a lot of work, a lot of unseen work as well. Finished the try off really well. If, you know, when you look back at the footage, the work rate is unbelievable to go from one side to the other side and, and get that extra touch to close it off and cross the line. So Jazz is brilliant and we're looking forward to, to getting the ball in her hands again this week to create opportunities and hopefully you know, she, can, she can get over the whitewash again. And the confidence for full-time professionals on the bench? Yeah, no, definitely. You know, and having experience as well on the bench, you know, a lot of caps on that bench coming off and coming off onto the field and being in, in situations where they're comfortable and composed, I think is important. But also leadership, you know, I, I thought she won led really well, especially in that last quarter of the game where, you know, she's questioning the referee about some decisions and pressure was building and suddenly we get a yellow card. So those type of things are, are brilliant for us. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Thank you, Alicia Butchers was player of the match and also player of the round with Hannah Jones getting the try of the round as well. We'll hear from Alicia shortly, but another player who was excellent was fullback Kaylee Powell, who returned to the international side after a year of injuries. She explained the situation. Yeah, it's great to be back. Obviously, been out for a while now. Just to get back with the girls and play for my country is something I've pushed for. That's what kept me going the whole time to get through my rehabs because I always got injured a couple of times, well, four times. Um, so to come back after every single one, I was just thinking about getting back onto that pitch with the girls and wearing the red jersey. You were fantastic under the high ball. You, no signs of rust at all. Were, were you happy with your performance? Yeah, well, obviously still stuff to get better at and, and work on going into the Scotland game now. But yeah, I'm trying to just get back and be comfortable being back in the international stage because obviously it's a step up from club. But I put some good performance in for a club as well, which like give me confidence coming back into playing for Wales. So yeah, I'm confident with the performance I done the weekend. What's it like being part of such an exciting backline? Yeah, it's great. Like obviously with our wingers, they're outstanding playing for their clubs and the forwards giving us the ball to allow us to express ourselves and do um, make life hard for defences with the pace that we've got and the skill set the girls have. Can I just ask you to just go through the details of those injuries? When was the first one? What was it? And then the following three then? Yeah, so um, my first injury was going into the Six Nations of last year. I was in training and I tore my hamstring at grade four, so I completely ruptured my, my hamstring. Um, luckily, I didn't have to have surgeries, which meant rehab wasn't that long. Well, it was four months long. And then I came back and, and played for the National Sevens team in Portugal and Russia. And unfortunately, in the final game, I tore my labrum in my shoulder. So I just hit my shoulder, essentially, and then had to have surgery. So I was out for five months there and then I came back played one game for Bristol Bears and did my hamstring then in training in the week um, but fortunately enough it was only a grade two so the rehab wasn't very long and then touch wood I've been going good since then because of all the 
work that Wales have done and obviously my club as well to get me back into full fitness basically so I'm really grateful to everyone who's helped me get get back on the pitch. With the timing of all of that I mean obviously in the autumn you know there was confirmation that, that there would be contracts was there a part of you that that was thinking oh gosh am I going to run out of time to show that I, I deserve one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as soon as the contracts came out, that was my, my first thought. I was like, damn, I've, I've missed my opportunity. I wasn't in the setup, so I didn't know if they were going to announce any more contracts or whether that was it. So when I got called into the, the first camp after Christmas, I, I was really excited to be given the opportunity to show what I could do. In my head, I was like, I need to just play well for my club so I can get that opportunity. And, and it came. And I'm really grateful for that because I, I honestly thought I was going to miss my opportunity to to get a contract, it may only be part-time, but that's helped me massively, just giving me that extra bit of time off to, to recover. Like I'm getting stronger in the gym, I've got more time to have those little micro conversations that are only going to make me better. So I'm really grateful I managed to get a contract. What would you say are your strengths at fullback? Playing with Jazz at um, Bristol makes life a bit easier, so transfers over straight away, straight away into the Welsh team. I guess the aim is just to get the ball to the quickest person on the pitch. Um, so I'd like to think that I'm pretty good at trying to put Jazz into the right places. I didn't do it so much um, against Ireland, but that's that'll be something I'll be working on. I just love being on the ball and, and get my hands on the ball. So any 50-50 opportunities, I'll try and go for that ball and try and win it. And defensively, I like to tackle, even though I'm in the backfield, I don't get many. So when I do get a chance, I like to put a shot in and, and hopefully be successful in that. Your retainer contract came slightly apart from the, the rest, didn't it? Was that a factor? Was that something you were thinking, oh my God, I'm not sure. I'm watching other people being announced and I haven't been. What was going on behind that, the scenes and that? Yeah, so at the time when the initial contracts got um, given out, I wasn't involved in the programme. Obviously due to injury, I thought best for me to focus on getting back to club first. So I took myself away to just get back fit because I knew that was the focus. And it was tough from a mental perspective to try and obviously watch all the girls doing what I wanted to do and knowing I couldn't do it. So for me, mentally, the best option was to go back to club and do my rehab there because I knew that would be where I would come back first, just the way it worked out with my injuries, that I would come back to play for Bristol first before I play for Wales. I knew that's why I didn't get contact initially, obviously, because I hadn't been involved. And obviously with the new coaching setup, they didn't really know who I was, but Obviously, my aim was to just play well for clubs to get the attraction from the coaches and get them to see that I've hopefully got something about me and for them to obviously give me the opportunity, which I mentioned they gave me in, in the new year then. And I was lucky enough straight after the camp to get a full phone call from you and to say I was lucky enough to get a contract, which I was over the moon to have because it's something I've always worked for. I always spoke about it before. My dream job didn't exist until this year and to finally get as close to as my dream job it is. Obviously, my dream job would be to be a full-time professional rugby player, but I'm that step closer and I'll keep continuing to work towards getting that full-time contract. Still work with Austin in the community as a um, participation officer, working in the in the clubs and schools, just coaching. And, and like you guys mentioned earlier about inspiring the next generation, I can see it happening already, literally after one week. I went to school today and they all, like said, they see me play on the weekend and they would have to see me play and they can't wait to watch us again next weekend. So it's definitely working and the programme's going in the right direction. What's it like playing at Bristol? It's sort of almost mini Wales, isn't it? There's so many of you there. Yeah, it is. It's really great to play there. We probably play very similar to the way the Wales want to play as well, um, giving us the opportunity to express ourselves when we're on the ball and just backing ourselves. And that's how it is in both Bristol and Wales. So it's great that we can have that easy transition. And like I said, playing with Jazz, 
and Snowy and Kira at 10 and 9. That helps us massively, obviously, coming then into the Welsh environment because we do it week in, week out as well at Bristol. So it's great to have that. So let's hear from flanker Alicia Butchers. She too has had a remarkable comeback from injury, but with a slightly longer lead-in. No, what a start. Like, probably couldn't ask for it to go any better, to be honest. Like, I think we're all, well, we could come in this morning extremely happy, but ready for the next challenge now, which is Scotland this weekend. We haven't played together since autumn, so um, we've spent more time together in the lead-up to this, which I think showed in the final 30 minutes on the weekend. That's where we hold ourselves to now, so the only way is up from here as well. So, like I said, we are looking forward to putting in an even better performance this weekend. How did it feel for you personally getting player of the match as well? I know obviously we speak about the journey you've been through with your foot and everything. Can you sum yeah. up how that felt at the end? Amazing for me to be able to receive that award. But I think it could have gone to a number of players on the team. We all put in a hell of a shift on the weekend. But just thinking back to 12 months ago and where I was to where I am now, I think what a whirlwind of 12 months really. Like I can't put it into words. Talk to me about that second half as well and that mentality. Yeah, if we spoke half time and I think we never once thought that we weren't going to come away with a win, um, which is different for us because it's a change in mentality and it's a change in how we approached games. So half time we tightened up, like Shiwan, I think Shiwan said in a different interview, we never thought once that we weren't going to come away with a win there. I think second half we then came in flying and, you know, putting up a second half performance, which ultimately meant we could win the game, which was unreal really, wasn't it? <laughs> We're pushing ourselves every single day to be that group of people that changes the sport for the future in Wales. And I do believe that win on Saturday was definitely needed. And um, I think the only way is up from here, like, we were doing everything we can to change the sport, really. Saturday now, you take on the Scots at home. I know that there's a really good crowd numbers already. How excited are you about that? Really excited. Can't wait for it to be Saturday already. Like, Six Nations tournament, first home game, coming off the back of a win against Ireland. All of us are super excited to get underway, really, and the crowd is going to be unreal, really excited about it. Sign of how good this side could be is to back up a win. Everybody says in Six Nations tournaments, the momentum is crucial, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. After Saturday, I think it only took us probably a half hour to an hour to say, we've done this now, but in seven days' time, we're going to be facing a strong Scottish side and good teams back it up. And that's what we need to do this Saturday. And I think we're all extremely confident going into the game. There's lots of things we need to work on. We definitely wasn't a polished performance from us. There's lots of things that we can get better, but I think it's a great start. Obviously, this is a standalone tournament this time around for the women's. Have you noticed more attention, more interaction, more interest in the game, in the tournament this year? Definitely, I think so, yeah. It's great to have our own spotlight and not kind of being the shadow of the men's or the under-20s. And I think that has shown with the record-breaking crowds over the weekend, the amount of social media attention that we've been having. I think this has only grown the game even further. Hoping to get another big crowd in on the weekend with all the girls' hubs coming in as well. So, yeah, definitely, I think it's a positive thing for the sport. 12 months ago, there must have been some low points along the way. It's, uh, yeah, been remarkable, really. Yeah, it has been. I think I had my surgery in March last, so it was literally 12 months ago. So back 12 months ago, would I think I'd be sitting here full-time rugby player in the position that I'm in? Probably not, but I would work extremely hard for everything that I've achieved and I will continue to do so. 
I'm not sure you'd have come back to win that game in the way you did pre-professionalism and all the contracts and everything. But I was just wondering what you thought were the key factors in inspiring you to all produce that second half performance. I think it's the time we've spent together. We've worked extremely hard on fitness. I think Johan said at the beginning of January, you know, one of our main goals is to become physically better athletes. And that's exactly what we've done. I think you probably remember during the autumn's last 20, 30 minutes of games, we'd be dropping off, especially against Canada. Um, So that was a massive focus point for us. And we've showed this weekend that we can actually build through games. First half, we were under the pump a little bit, but we actually we rode that wave and then we came out even stronger second half. So that's uh, that was really promising for us, I think. On a personal note, I was wondering if probably your biggest low could also have been a little bit of a high because when you did a, the ankle injury and position you were caught in, when you did fundraise, it didn't take long for people to say, no, it's unfair, it's important, women's rugby is important. Yeah. Was there a heartwarming element of the way that worked out in the end? Yeah, definitely. I think so. It took me maybe like four or five hours to raise all the money for my surgery. So it shows how strong the rugby community is. And, you know, I was in a really fortunate position to be able to raise that money because I know some girls aren't able to. And it's grown awareness around the situation as well. So, yeah, it was heartwarming. It's a better or bad situation, I guess, isn't it? But from that, I imagine a pretty low low. You've had a pretty amazing 12 months since. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I could think I, I probably couldn't have asked for it to go on any better, really. Really, really lucky. I've got such great support here with um, the coaching, medical, SNC, and they're allowing me to become the best athlete that I can be to perform every weekend. So, yeah, I'm in a very fortunate position at the moment. And there's a lot of competition in the back row, isn't there? Is that part of it as well? Oh, 100%. I think we've got s- such incredible back row players here. Like, We've got some girls that weren't in the team on the weekend, such as, you know, we've got Manon Jones, who's not making the team at the moment, but she's incredibly talented. I play alongside her at Bristol as well. You know, Alex Callender had an unreal performance on the weekend. Again, she's always working hard. Bethany Lewis, Sean Ed, Shiwan. There's so many of us. We've got so many great back row players, but it only pushes you to be the best. Ultimately, that's what you want to be, isn't it? It's great for the environment. Ireland, of course, hadn't qualified for the World Cup, which gave them an edge, I'm sure, and being determined to prove a point. But... Scotland have. So is this a chance to lay down a World Cup marker as well? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see why not, isn't it? Like, our sort of focus is winning the game on Saturday, firstly. But, you know, with the upcoming World Cup as well, I'm sure, uh, you know, we'll have that in the back of our minds. But we aim to put in a performance this weekend for our home crowd and back up our performance for the weekend. Finally, talk about a super sub. Prop Donna Rose comes on with a few minutes to go and gets two tries to turn the scoreboard around. It's quite a story from playing championship level in Southampton to playing for Saracens and Wales, gaining a full-time contract and then making that impact. Oh, gosh. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. I wanted to come on and do what I did, really, but I didn't dream of two tries, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Delighted at the end to get the win. What did that mean to you and, and all the players? It meant everything to us. We've been working hard and now we have the opportunity to work hard and just put everything into rugby. It meant the world to us. We knew we could do it. We just had to believe. Half time, I know we were down, but I, I feel like all of us were, we were still pumped and ready, you know, ready to go. What's it been like since January, since a group of you signed the contracts? I think the recovery is the big thing here. I think myself, I was a carpenter, so I live in England, in Southampton. So I was on the go all the time while driving. 
So having the recovery time and that's the big, big for us, I think. And this week now you can you can just focus on Scotland. Yeah, exactly. Normally I'd be at work during the day and then the last six nations I was working and then having to come into training and stuff. But now I have time to do some analysing and look back on, on my game and look forward to the Scotland game then. Can you sum up kind of the emotions going through that kind of game and, and how it felt on that final whistle? I think we went into the game, we knew their strengths and we knew their weaknesses. We knew we had to just play our game and, and what we've been training for. So we went in there excited, really. We were all excited, ready to go, half-time. We weren't even worried. Uh, I feel like it really did click on the weekend to get the win and everything else. Um, but it is the start of the journey, and I feel like we're in it now. We're all prepared to give it everything that it takes to stay in there. And us all Welshies, we, we have that blood, don't we, to fight, so... A good team can back it up with what, you know, anyone can win a game, but backing it up, that will show where we are, really. They are a strong team. We know their strengths and we know their weaknesses and they probably do ours. So, you know, it's going to be a really good game. Really hard battle for us forwards, I think, up front. We play some of them in the in the Prem. We know that they are solid players, but as are we. So, be a good, dominant game, I think. Your personal journey, obviously, you're 30 years old. You're one of the older members in the squad. Maybe it's taking a while, maybe for you to get this international kind of presence. And you were a chippy, you had a full-time job. You've spoken about previous other things as well. I just wanted to know what it meant to you as well on, on Saturday. Yeah, it was a different feeling for me on Saturday. Obviously, it was only my seventh cap and first coming in. It was a bit weird. It was COVID. We didn't really have crowds and... You know, the autumns, we had crowds. That was a that was amazing atmosphere and feeling. And then now we have the contracts and it was an actual different feeling for me on, on Saturday. I didn't mind whether I was starting or on the bench. I see us all as one, to be honest. We're a team at the end of the day, you know, we're not, not individuals. And that's what I think won us the game on Saturday. And that's what will do us well in the Six Nations, I believe. You used to be a carpenter. How long were you doing that? I was a chef up until about 25 years old and I realised I want to take this rugby a little bit more seriously and give it a little bit more time. So I know that I'm more on hands person and I like building and like Lego growing up. So I thought uh, (laughs) building houses might be for me. So I looked up for an apprenticeship and I found an apprenticeship. I've only been qualified about two years now. I saw your Instagram post about, you know, balancing work and rugby and you're kind of doing it so so the future players don't have to. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a that was an emotional post that time I, I posted that. You know, we we were all feeling it, all of us rugby players, and oh it was a you know, I'm just grateful that I have the opportunity now to to have the rest and recover and I'm glad for my country now that we can us ladies can give it a go you're from a traveler family as well um what's the support been like yeah come to rugby I think I was just turning 17 I think um played hockey before and uh, a friend once said to me call you're a bit rough like roughy tufty you should come and give rugby a go so first game I was on the wing just picked up the ball and ran uh, I think there was a, a ruck and I just jumped on top of it because I didn't even know what I was doing <laughs> But I scored a try and I've never looked back, really. The support I get from my travelling community is amazing. I never expected such support from them. 
they're always on Facebook praising me up. So just happy to have, have that. From the outside, it seemed as though that was maybe a game that you wouldn't have come back to win if it hadn't been for all the changes in the last few months, coaching team and professionalism. What do you think was the was the main part of that? Was it fitness? Was it the tactical training you'd done? What do you put that down to? Firstly, a big shout out to our coaches because I think they've come in and I think they are absolutely brilliant. Every single one of them, they bring something different to the team. We've all had it mentally. We've always we've always wanted it. We just I don't think our bodies could have give us that without the rest and recovery that we've now received. We do work on our fitness as well. Shout out to Ive, SNC coach. We are working very hard. For what you were doing travelling, as you say, to either Saracens or Wales, how much longer do you think you'll carry on now that these changes are coming, the professionalism's coming, compared to what you you could have coped with before? You're putting yourself under incredible strain, weren't you? Yeah, I was, yeah, especially my back, being a prop and sitting in the car, being a carpenter, lifting fire doors. My back was non-existent. I'd crawl up the stairs. <laughs> so being able to stretch it out and uh, get my back stronger has is, helped me as a prop. I do feel like a lot stronger. I feel more mobile now, a little bit more fitter. I think it's helping me a lot with my scrummaging, having this time to recover. Would there be a message from you guys in terms of getting people to the ground to watch the game and to support you? The message for everyone would be, you know, we're just getting started. It was a lovely win on the weekend, but let's push and let's get behind us, ladies, because, like I said, we're only just getting started. So good luck to Wales Women Against Scotland at Cardiff Arms Park on Saturday. Let's hope for a record crowd for a standalone women's game in Wales. Plenty more to report on next week in the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But until then, goodbye. Goodbye.